13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones. Hello and welcome to another episode of Fun Kids Meet. This is where we chat to excellent, interesting people. And at the moment, we're on a streak of authors because Bex is back and <laughs> we're chatting to Connie Huck this week. Hello, Bex. Hello, gone author. I'll chat to them. <laughs> <laughs> If there's an author in the building, you know I'm going to be there as well. We, we just blast these authors at Bex from a circus cannon. <laughs> and I stand there, arms wide open, being yeah. like, come at me, as I've got their book in one hand and my microphone in the other. And then we do a flyby interview. It's amazing. And it's, it's a rapid fire circus cannon at the moment because we've had three authors <laughs> in, in a spin. And we love it because you get you because all the authors fully respect the, the book royalty that is Bex. They're all queuing up. You know what? I don't want to lie to you, Sean. They are. And it's brilliant. And it's also got to a point now where because a lot of them have more than one book out or, you know, uh, they have a series of books. I've spoken to them more than once. So they all know me pretty well by now. Is this an old pal, Connie Huck? Did Bex and Connie go back? We have spoken a few times. Uh, So this, I think this week I spoke to her about the third book in her cookie series. I'd spoken to her about the last one and I'd spoken to her about her other book about fairy tales. And I even went to her original book launch uh, for the cookie book series. So I'm not saying we're like BFFs, but we are on that road. (laughs) <laughs> let's get to the fun kids meets bingo part of the podcast this is mm. where i try to guess what bex and connie have spoken about and uh, the, the series of books is called cookie there was now there was cookie and the most annoying boy in the world that was book mm-hmm. one and then cookie had the most annoying girl in the world that was book two am i right no i think you're wrong <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry, but I think it's Cookie and the most annoying boy in the world. Yeah. And then I think the second one is different. I think it's... Am I wrong? No, it's the children who are wrong. (laughs) It was Cookie... Oh, no, you're right. No, you can't be right. I refuse to believe you're right. I am right. No. uh, Yeah, I know Connie Huck's books. I'm so sorry, Connie, if you're listening. I feel like a fool. A fool! <laughs> well, okay, well, Sean, yes, you are correct. Which is weird then, because the first book was The Most Annoying Boy, as you said. Yeah. Then The Most Annoying Girl. You would and think for the next one she'd go Most Annoying Dog. But no, she's gone for Most Mysterious Mystery. Absolutely yeah. off piste. She's taken a curveball turn into Most Mysterious Mystery in the World. Maybe that's the mystery. <gasps> that, that Cookie has now <sighs> stopped finding annoying... Things. Creatures and things. Why didn't I ask this question, Sean? 
Oh, my days. What have I done with my life? Right, well, my question in the bingo was just going to be, did you talk about cookies? (laughs) But you've unveiled a whole new layer to this interview that I didn't even discover. I'm furious about it. But yeah, okay. Yeah, cookies. Right, yeah, good. Number one. Okay, what's your number two? Um, number two was going to be favourite mysteries. Like, there's, were, were, were there any mysteries or not conspiracy theories, but just, you know, unsolved mysteries, which inspired Connie in Cookie's most mysterious mystery in the world? Yeah, OK, good question, yeah. And also, because Connie Huck is a legendary TV presenter, maybe there'd be some TV presenting moments or maybe something that happened on set that may have inspired the most mysterious mystery in the world. Okay, well, you know what? I I would say three very solid guesses there, Sean. (laughs) Thanks. Mm. Right, um, uh, let's find out what Bex and Connie chatted about on Fun Kids Meet. 13-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones. I am joined right now by Connie Hook. Hey, Connie, how are you doing? Hello, I'm very well, thank you. Well, I I am really, really happy because, first of all, I love your cookie books. I genuinely, I've read all of them. But also, because of reading your book, I was inspired to make my very own cookie yesterday. I made a little chocolate chip cookie. Oh, my gosh, that's really impressive cookie. That's not even a little cookie. That's a big cookie. It, but it, Connie, it was meant to be round. And as you can tell, that has not worked out as it was meant to. <laughs> it's gone. Yeah. And I think the square cookie is cool. I, th- I like it. It's cool to be square. <laughs> it is. It is. It's to be square. Uh, thank you so much for that. I mean, if we were in the Bake Off 10 and if you were a judge, I'd be delighted. I don't think Paul Hollywood be, would be as thrilled. Um, but this is all to tell us about your third book in the Cookie series. Uh, tell us, for people who've not met Cookie before, where do we find her in this book? So a cookie in this book is consumed by mysteries that are surrounding her. So this book is actually called Cookie and the Most Mysterious Mystery in the World, which, (laughs) as Cookie points out, is a tautology uh, because it's already implied in the sentence. Um, So what happens in this book is um, the whole class are doing a topic on computing, so they're learning about all sorts of things to do with computing and the history of computing. Cookie goes to an exhibition at the Science Museum. Uh, they're all doing a bit of coding. Do you know what coding is? I, yeah. Computer stuff, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, computer stuff. Exactly that. And um, then somebody starts hacking into the school website and they keep changing the teacher's uh, description pages and putting gossip up about the teachers. Um, And so Cookie wants to get to the bottom of who is doing this and how and why. Um, As well as that, um, 
Cookie's next door neighbor, Jake, his mum is acting very strangely indeed. Um, and they want to get to the bottom of that as well. She keeps buying him lots of presents and acting very private and, yeah, very odd. And then um, Cookie's granny also comes to say from Bangladesh. And she can't speak any English. Um, and Cookie really wants to be able to communicate with her. And so that is the third sort of plot line. And there's another little mysteryette in that something strange is happening on Cookie's favourite computer game and she can't work out why. So there you go. Lots of stuff going on in there. And you have it's packed, packed it full of mysteries. Yeah, you've really, you've really put it all in there. Mysteries, packed it full of the funny comic strip pictures as well. So that, yeah, lots to laugh at and lots to relate to. And then there's lots of little activities, as always, that you meet in the book at the back of the book. So you can make your own coding wheel or invisible ink. You can learn to even write your name in uh, Bengali um, because languages are all a bit like codes as well. So, yeah, there's loads of fun, filled action activities and mayhem in there. I mean, Connie, that's the best advert you could have possibly given. Like, that's... <laughs> Good. Bosh, bosh, done. But I, I find, first of all, this book I genuinely think is really funny for kids and grown-ups. I think especially the little cartoons you have there, they'll kind of like add to it. And I think parents will spot something that kids might not spot and vice versa. Um, and it must be really fun to be able to put those both things together. Yeah, because Cookie's brain goes at a million miles per hour and she always goes off on tangents and one thought leads to another thought leads to another thought and she has lots of flights of fancy and the book was never actually intended to have illustrations. But the minute I started writing it, it became quite clear. It's a lot easier to show what's going on inside Cookie's head with sort of comic strips and pictures and cartoons. And then that way I can keep the narrative flowing as the story and then we can go off on the tangents in the illustrations and it works really well. And you also mentioned loads of science stuff. I think it's hard, to, I don't want to offend you. I think it's hard to make science seem fun, but I think you do it. Uh, you mentioned like, you know, Ada Lovelace, you mentioned Marie Curie, all of these scientists, all of these theories. Is it hard to get them in there or do you love them yourself? So it's super easy just to write them in. Well, you know what? So Cookie School uh, pride themselves on their science records and they've got quite sciencey stuff. So often at school, there's sciencey things going on. Um, so, for instance, in the first book, there's a science competition, um, which everyone's entering into. Uh, in the second book, everyone's learning about climate change and saving the planet. And then in this third book, obviously, they've got um, the coding and the computing going on. So it kind of makes it a lot easier to put the science in. But Cookie loves science anyway. And she's always saying sort of, if it wasn't for science, you know, we'd all be cavemen living in huts, which is true. We wouldn't be chatting now by the wonders of cyberspace and technology, sure. you know. And, um, you know, it's thanks to science, we have medicines that can make us better, buildings that don't fall down, planes that don't fall out the sky, cars that don't crash. You know, so modern day living is all thanks to science. And I think it can seem boring because often we're only subjected to it later in life, like at secondary school, and it feels like a foreign language, but the earlier you're kind of subjected to it and you realize that it's nothing sort of scary or different, it's just everything around us, it's all science. Um, you know, we're made up of atoms and molecules and you know, every atom in our body has been made in, in, in the heart of a star 
I read that fact the other day, which is amazing to think. But, you know, we're all it's made amazing. up of these yeah. little particles and they all started out at the beginning of time. You know, they've been traveling through space and all sorts of weird and wonderful stuff. And now they've made us. Science explains a lot of stuff. And you also mentioned like codes and stuff in the books as well. And um, it's so exciting to have the little code wheel, especially like, as you say at the back, you have an, an example of um, how to use it and how to make it. Um, I had no idea. We didn't do anything like that at school, but it's really fun, right? Making your own little code yeah. and kind of, it means that only you and your friends can kind of. Yeah. So basically when I was younger and I was what we call a reluctant reader and I wasn't that into reading until I found this book which was, I call my gateway book. It was a book called Superfudge um, by Judy Bloom. But when I did the books, I thought it'd be fun to put things in like, you know, how to make a coding wheel or things that you encounter in the book. Because the more interactive a book is, or the more there's different facets of it, like the pictures that might make people laugh or whatever, it's different ways to draw people into reading. Because often people that aren't into reading just haven't found the right books for them. And if you never find the right books for you, then reading can seem like a foreign language. It can seem like a bit of a chore, something that you wouldn't just organically do. Like, you know, you might organically just run around the park just because you enjoy running around the park. Um, but maybe if you're not so sporty, you might find that's a chore. And it's making things a pleasure and making them not hard work. And the earlier you read and the more you read, the more it's just something that you just want to do and you want to devour a book and it's fun and you look forward to reading books. But there's so many books out there. You just got to find the right ones for you. So important. Oh, massively. And I think I think your books really do. I also just love uh, Cookie's relationship with her nanny who comes across as well. Uh, and that's a really heartwarming moment because they don't necessarily have the same language, but they're trying to learn each other's ways. Yeah. Yeah, that's what happened. So when I was at primary school, my granny came over from Bangladesh and... You know, my mum could speak to her in Bengali and my dad could speak to her. And actually, you know, my sisters spoke better Bengali than I did. They were older than me. And it's kind of frustrating trying to be able to communicate with someone when you can't speak the same language. But, you know, there's loads of ways of communicating the sign language with humour, you know, and also by picking up bits and pieces of each other's languages, which is what they end up doing in the end. And actually, I used to speak to my parents with a mishmash of English and Bengali. Really? Sort of our own sort of, yeah, our own made up language. But codes are the same things as different languages in a way. So if you could speak to someone in a different language and your other friends don't know that language, it's almost like you're speaking to them in code and you can have, you know, secret conversations. But also the other thing is often people don't realise that old people They've lived a whole life of experiences and they've got a wealth of knowledge. And on the face value, you think, oh, you know, this old person is boring or not talkative or whatever because they're not sort of running around doing cartwheels or whatever. Often people judge people and it's not just old people, everyone. You just judge them by, you know, maybe what you think they'll be like or their exterior and actually... You know, these people that I spoke to at St. David's Home, some of them had lived through the war. You know, some of them had, yeah, so many amazing experiences and stories to tell of times, you know, before when maybe things were different. You had to make phone calls through a telephone operator or, you know, do things differently. And even now, you know, 
I tell my kids like, oh, I didn't have an iPad when we grew up, you know, or whatever. And so times change so quickly. And it's really interesting to find out about what life was like back in another time. And also to get to know people that you don't know, often you can be surprised. Yeah. And I think, I think, I don't want to ruin it, but I'd say Cookie is surprised by her nanny and, yeah. and the thing she learns about her. Yes, I would say that. Yeah. No, 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 I know. I was going to say, don't give any spoilers away. But yes, yeah, you can't judge a book by its cover. Mm -hmm. That's exactly But this one you can, because it's got a very good cover and it's a very good book. Because it's really fun. Now, um, one thing before I let you go, Connie, uh, I'm playing a little game at the moment. I've got a few author interviews this week with lots of lovely people. And I thought I'd play a little game of uh, celebrity interview tag. Um, so I wondered oh, okay. wh whether you would help me set a question for Greg James and Chris Smith. Uh, they have, they've got obviously that he's a you know, radio presenter from Radio One. They've got a big book series out. They've got a new one coming out very soon. I wondered whether you had a question to Greg and Chris as like as an author or as a broadcaster. What question would you ask them? Okay. You ask them anything. So their new book uh, is all about sleep and um, yeah. Uh, and um, you know, manipulating things in one sleep so I wanted to know what's the weirdest dream they've ever had <gasps> great question thank you Connie I put you on the spot and you delivered I appreciate that thank you very much <laughs> uh, so Connie we should say uh, Cookie's third book in your series is out right now so everyone needs to go and grab it it's bright blue you can't miss it in the shelves and do we have another yep. one coming out very soon as well or is this the, is this the final installment Feel free to get the other two, I was going to say, uh, as well. Do you have them just there? I have them all here. <laughs> and you know what? Actually, it's the first time. You're very privileged. This is the first time I've put all three together because this one's only just come out. Ooh. So I was like, they look really nice all together. So there yeah. you go. This is it. Yeah. This is a, a, a epic moment for me. The first time I've held all three books in my own hands. Because uh, this one only just came out a few days ago. So, yeah, exciting stuff. There we go. That is the screen grab we'll use immediately. We're going to screenshot that, take that for the, uh, for the website. Lovely stuff. Uh, Connie, well, thank you so much for chatting to us. Thank you. <laughs> Big thanks to Connie Huck for chatting to us on Fun Kids Meets. Bex, those cookies. Oh my goodness, Sean! Honestly, I was I was Talk so. To me about them. I saw these I, on Instagram and they looked yeah, horrible. <laughs> they were terrible, and I was so smug about the idea of like maybe for every author I'll cook some kind of food that will match their book. And then my first person was Connie Hook, and I made these cookies, and I was like, oh no, these are awful. And they, that's an um, easy win as well. If you're going to do that as a feature, that's the easiest one to do. Exactly, exactly that. And I was like, if this hasn't worked, what will? So yeah, they were meant to be um, basically the mixture. I think. In retrospect, was too. Uh, you don't need the recipe, Bex. <laughs> I don't need the recipe to your horrible cookies. <laughs> Basically, what happened was I baked them, and they were meant to be pure, like lovely circles, and they came out squashed, square slabs of scrambled egg. And I tried to show Connie Hook, and she was like, "Oh, they look lovely." She was so nice. She was like, "Oh, I love. Were they meant to be in a square?" And I was like, "No, they weren't." And she was like, "They look great, though. They look really cool." And I was like, "Thanks, Connie." And then I, I didn't want to say to her like, "But eating them, it tastes like I don't know." Again, scrambled egg has been mixed with a giant's fart, but it still, it was disgusting. <laughs> oh my gosh! And, and so yeah, we did talk about cookies, but I, but that was more my own doing and my own failure, if anything. 
an absolute nightmare. Um, you didn't go down the <laughs> the mysteries and conspiracy theories rabbit hole. Again, probably for the best for everyone. <laughs> but, you know, I didn't, but that's not a bad shout, but I think it's because I've often chatted about that with, with kind of like Robin Stevens and people who write like murder mysteries. So um, this is a kind of more uh, lighthearted mystery book. So I didn't go down that road, but not a bad question, John. And favourite TV presenting moments? Connie was mm. on book business today. She really was. You know, it's funny because we didn't talk much about uh, about TV stuff at all. It was all down to, like you say, book business, uh, the double B. So, yeah, we didn't go along that road at all. We love that book business, especially you, Bex. Thanks you so know much. me. <laughs> you know <laughs> you. <laughs> Stick to the book business because the cookie business is not looking very oh. profitable. Uh, but I'm looking forward to what you're going to bake for... Dermot O'Leary when you speak to him Ben Miller Greg James and Chris Smith these are all some of the big authors that are on the horizon here I don't know I should also say sorry I mean I'm not going to cook them anything because we've just established I'm a terrible cook go go, go, Miller out some flour for Ben in the window (laughs) dread to think what I would do for Dermot and his book about cats but um, no what I am uh, doing with some authors at the moment with the celebrity authors is I'm getting um, each of them to set a question for the next person I'm interviewing oh that's a very good idea so uh, I should have mentioned, so Connie, I got to ask a question for uh, for Greg James and Chris Smith. Um, and then Greg and Chris are going to ask a question for Dermot. And then Dermot is going to ask a question for Ben Miller. So every episode, you can hear them set a question and also you can hear them ask answer the question from the previous person. So there you go. There are So, so there's a little teaser of some of the people who are going to be coming up on Fun Kids Meet. It's got Greg James and Chris Smith, uh, Ben Miller and Dermot O'Leary. Big names, mm. huge names. Uh, so make sure you smash that subscribe button so you do not miss an episode of Fun Kids Meet. Thank you, Bex. Thank you. I'll see you soon. Bye. Thirteen-year-old Adam has made a lot of mistakes in his life, but this has to be the biggest. Thanks to a massive fight with his little brother Callum, the mysterious and magical computer algorithm Popularis Incrementum has exploded and accidentally transported them to a completely different dimension. One where they were never born and the internet doesn't exist, and neither does any of the technology they know and love. Will the brothers survive in this strange altiverse where everything is the same but different? Can they stop an evil villain from sabotaging their dad's world-changing technology when in this universe their dad doesn't even know who they are? And most importantly of all, will they ever find a way back home? Adam Destroys the Internet is out now in paperback. Available from your local Waterstones or online at Waterstones.